from the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut, wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi-weekly-ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. Oh, thank you. Welcome to another episode of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, presented by Silverback Advertising, online at silverbackadvertising.com. For those of you that don't listen regularly, I used to, I like to talk about my time in an automotive group before I worked at Silverback Advertising. And in that group, I spent a lot of time in business development centers, right? I was the marketing director for a handful, a bunch of an indeterminate amount of Nissan stores. I don't know. It was like three, six, nine. It wasn't exactly defined somewhere in there, but I spent a lot of time in BDCs. I would go to the store and I'd hang out in the BDC because I'd like to know what's going on. Is the marketing working? What's the traffic look like? What are the customers or prospects saying? So I spent a lot of time sitting in BDCs and I got to listen a lot. And it, 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 it gave me a lot of questions. And we're going to answer some of those questions today. And I'm going to talk about, are these things okay? Is it okay to tell a customer whatever you got to tell them to get them in? Is it okay to flat out lie to a customer on the phone? Uh, what about straight up not giving the customer an answer to a question just to get them in? Or maybe continuing to call them and pester them, even if they've mentioned a couple of times, like, I'm not interested. So I wanted to have this discussion with a BDC industry professional, and I found one. Her name is Maria Svetkowska, and she is currently the paid search manager at PCG Digital, former business development manager at Sellers Subaru, as well as LaFontaine Automotive Group. Let's bring her in now. Hi, Maria. How are you? Hey, Matt. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking a little time to chat BDC with me. I know you love talking all things BDC, right? That I do. It's it's kind of like my first professional big thing that I did here in the United States. And um, I love it. I, I still think that, you know, BDC is um, the most important part of any dealership operation. So yeah. I'm very, very passionate um, about the topic. Are you, is the BDC's purpose to sell appointments or sell cars? Um. It used to be to sell appointments, um, mm-hmm. but as the industry has changed, um, in especially in recent years, um, I believe it's neither. Um, I don't think they should be selling cars, um, you know, when they're talking to customers on the phone okay. or selling an appointment. I think they need to be somewhere in between, um, and their role should be more of a um, customer um you know, representative or a um, consultant, um, somebody that's going to be there um, to answer customer questions in a timely manner and also um, bring them in um, or not bring them in if the customer wants to take a delivery at their home. So the main job of a BDC rep today is to figure out the needs of a customer and figure out how to help them. Um, So if that's an appointment, in the store because customer needs to test drive. Perfect. If that's an appointment for a salesperson to go out and show them the car, that's different type of appointment. Or if customer wants to purchase a vehicle online, hundred percent, BDC agent needs to know the process of how to do so and help them get there again in a timely manner without any hiccups 
or just um, being um, untruthful or like taking them to yeah. scripting and, and, and stuff that was, in my opinion, something that we used to do 10 years ago and it should be gone. Yeah, the BDC person is a problem solver now, right? They need to figure out, they're like a detective. They're not a problem solver, they're a detective. They got to figure out what, what does this customer ask? Maybe the customer doesn't even know what they're asking for. What is this customer asking for? What do I need to do to work with the customer the way that they want to be worked with? It's not as simple as customer calls in and then we do A, B, and C and do whatever we can to jam the customer into our into our way, into our process. We need to figure out which process that we have that the customer will fit into, right? Yes, 100%. Um, so the way BDCs were um, originally set up was, um, you know, when the internet, you know, kind of started in dealerships, which is always like so much later than any other industry. <laughs> totally, um, 100%. So, you know, uh, the digital came in and um, we, have we have been told like, now you need a website and on that website, somebody's gonna go in and fill a form and send you a form and then right. you have to respond to this. Um, most salespeople were just not equipped to um, handle the amount of inquiries. Um, wasn't that they were not able to respond to questions or help, they were just not able to help everybody. So the BDC was born and um, today we have so many different types of BDCs. There's like in-house BDC, um, completely outsourced combination. Um, there is um, some groups have BDCs that are centralized, meaning that there's a one centralized BDC cover multi-store group mm -hmm. so it just all depends what um, the dealership is doing so um, that role has developed so much in the last 10 years that um, you know today the BDC agents cannot make as many calls as they used to make because like you said in the beginning there's no need to bother somebody if they said they don't, don't want to get any more phone calls or they're not interested right what's what going to happen it's just like you're going to leave countless voicemails and you're going to have a super unproductive day. Um, so BDC agents now need to focus more on quality rather than quantity. And what I mean by that is just making sure that all the customers are taken care of. Um, also, the customers today reach out to us um, by phone, um, email, chat, text. Yet we have this outdated process in the BDC where it doesn't really matter how the customer got to us or what 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 where they found us um we start calling them yeah so if somebody is on our chat and we get their information because they cannot go through you know the chat function without giving us their information which is another horrible idea um then we start calling this person even though they went to our website and started a chat meaning that this customer wants to chat for a reason. They don't want to talk. Right. On they the don't phone. want to talk to you on the phone. Right. <laughs> you know, and the same with text and their phone calls. So like people that, you know, call in, we should also ask them, what is the best way for me to follow up with you? And if they say email, we continue with an email. So it's like figuring out what the customer needs making sure that the correct follow-up is set and then follow through on set follow-up. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes complete sense because, you know, it, just going back to the whole, like, do it the way we want to do it. Like, if, like you said, a customer chats with you 
And then you immediately say, I can't answer your question. Let's talk, you know, what's your phone number? Like, no, if I wanted to talk on the phone, I would have picked up the phone and called you. Like you need to be, you need to have a process in place to communicate with the customer the way that they prefer to be communicated to, because they'll find another place that will communicate with them the way that they want to communicate. Right. And that's exactly what they're going to do. They, they will log off. You'll try and call them. Um, I, I have once uh, created a report and I wanted to see how many people we actually get on the phone that submitted the inquiry through chat. chat. Right. So um, usually, you know, BDC are set to have, um, you know, contact rate of about 30%. Um, with the chat customers on a first try, um, and, and I was I was watching this metric for over, um, six months on a first try chat customers were responding at about 12%, which, you know, it's less than a half of a normal um, contact rate that just told me that these people just don't want to talk on the phone. And, yeah. and, and then I, I went on and, you know, uh, created a process of when, um, you know, we have somebody on chat or we have somebody on text. That's how we talk to them. Unless the customer says, Hey, can you call me really fast? So that's, that's a different game then. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, I'm just, you know, as I'm telling my story, I'm thinking of a BDC that I used to visit regularly and the BDC manager's philosophy, you know, or the that's not even from the BDC manager, the BDC manager's boss's philosophy was get them in. So basically without saying it, it was get them in so we can slap them around, right? Do whatever you got to do to get them in. I don't care if they ask about a car we don't have anymore. Tell them we have the car. I don't care if they, uh, they tell you their credit score is 12. Uh, get, tell, tell them to come in. We can get them a car. I don't care. Whatever you say, just tell, you know, they, they call and they ask for a price over the phone. Get them in. Like I need the person in the dealership. And I always said to them, like, you know, there's people that are turned off by that, that you're losing, right? Like you have an opportunity to bring in more people or work more deals. If, if you're a little more flexible, um, what about if a customer calls, you know, uh, they call or they fill out a form or you're communicating with them in one way or another and they want to know a price, you know, oh, the website doesn't have the price. It says call for price or inquire for price. They want a price. What should the BDC do if a customer is trying to get a price without coming into the store? Well, firstly, um, you, you asked about if we should um, say whatever we need to say in order yeah. to get them in and absolutely not. Um because it's 2021, uh, we all know what bad reviews do, um, and it's just not worth it. Um, second of all, it's all about customer experience, and dealerships are again late to the um, um, to the race of you know creating a brand of their own store. Even though they are technically representing the manufacturer, they can still build a brand around their own store. And when you do that, you really don't have to push anybody to come in. They will come in because they know of you and your brand. Um, and there is no reason to lie or deceive people because um, you will get one, but you will more than likely lose 20 because people talk. And it's not just reviews online. There's like peer reviews and, you know, text messaging groups and all this other stuff that people engage in and, and how we communicate with each other and the world in general where we share everything. So a negative experience is going to be shared 10 times as much as the positive experience. So our job is to make as many positive experiences as possible. So if we do, for some reason, have a negative experience, it can just cover it. So um, telling somebody that we have a car when we don't have a car, it's for me, it's, it's, it's just, it's 
It's just not. Yeah. If I was somebody making those decisions in a dealership, I would never go for that. Now, I know that we can always, um, you know, lots of people don't get the car that they wanted originally used or new. They change their mind once they're in their dealership. I understand that. But that's why BDC agents need to be trained to make sure that they understand that, hey, just in case this one's not available and you are coming in, is there anything else in our inventory that will work for you? So now when the customer comes in, nobody is blindsided. Um, And then what was, I'm sorry, I I was talking about this. (laughs) Like there was a second follow-up question to this. I forgot to. I was listening there to you, you and I forgot what I asked. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I mean. I was focusing on this because I, I really don't like that, you know, set the appointment no matter what culture. And I really want to get in front of as many people as possible and explain why that's not a good business model. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I, I also think that a lot of it comes down to training. You know, I think in some dealerships, it's like, okay, we don't really know how to train a BDC person. So let's implement a process that we had 10 years ago. And here's a bunch of training manuals and some scripts and read these and do this, practice this for a week, and then you're good to go. And then you just kind of let them loose. Like there's no training, nurturing, explaining, you know, why you do what you do from the beginning. Do you think that's part of our issue? Of course. Um, Like most, and and, and I did work at you know, three major groups here in Michigan. Um, Most of the time uh, when I started as a BDC agent and I was lucky because, you know, um, at La Fontaine, there was a BDC manager that was really involved in in process and training and development of uh, BDC agents. So I learned the right way, but I've seen it where people get hired in BDC and other positions in the dealership, unfortunately, and nothing is ready before the day they start. I have worked in the stores where um, somebody would start and we would not have a computer for them for like two weeks. Um, So, um, or the desk would be assigned to them and they're like, here you go, sit here, um, do this test uh, because you have to get certified for manufacturer and then start taking phone calls. You know, and then we listen to those phone calls like a month later and they're like, wow, this person sucks. Yeah. Well, they do because nobody told them what to say. So um, it's just the whole um, idea of a BDC is just, I think BDCs have been around for like 20 years or so at this point. There's still dealerships out there. They don't understand what the BDC is and what the BDC can do for the store if trained properly. And just like you said, training somebody for a week or two and then not working with them 90 days, six months, a year, two years from then. And just like, like focusing on their development of their skills of, you know, um, everything they do and and what they want to do next. Um, it would resolve so many problems. First of all, many more happy customers. And second of all, less churn in BDCs because I think many BDC agents just leave because they get frustrated um, with the lack of direction and no process. Yeah, 100%. Maria Zvetkowska, I uh, appreciate your time. We're going to do a like ultimate BDC Q&A a live episode coming up soon. And I'd love you to be a part of it. We're going to get a bunch of BDC professionals and, and just have a lot of, have a lot of conversation, casual chat about it. I think it'll be a blast. So hopefully you'll uh, join us for that. I'll be happy to. All right. Thanks Maria. I appreciate your time. 
No problem. Thank you. Good stuff. Maria Svitkowska. She's the paid search manager at PCG Digital and former business development manager at Sellers Subaru, as well as LaFontaine Automotive Group. We uh, thank her for joining us. Always good to talk BDC here on Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. I wanted to mention real quick, by the way, I just came back from a business trip. I had some corporate meetings for my company. We were down in North Carolina and it was the first time that I've seen my, you know, co-workers, peers, bosses, uh, since the beginning of COVID. And while I do like working from home, man, was it awesome to see people and uh, see your coworkers. And, you know, we worked for uh, two and a half days straight and got a ton accomplished and had a great time. And uh, so I'm encouraging you when it's safe and you're vaccinated to get out and, uh, you know, spend a little time with your coworkers, get the team together. That being said, I sure do love working from home. I don't have to get dressed up. I get dressed, but not dressed up. Anyway, thanks for listening. Make sure you follow, like, listen, subscribe, all the stuff you're supposed to say when you have a podcast that I never say. Find us on all the podcast channels, YouTube, yada, 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 yada. You know what I'm saying? Season five, Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, presented by Silverback Advertising. Thanks for listening. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, Frackle. Come on.